Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source <laughs> on WURD, progressive black talk media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, oh yeah, I got a little comedy in me too. I am your host, Andrea Lawful Sanders, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. This sun, this darn conversation about degrees... All I said at the beginning of the show was that I was told that Sherelle Parker wanted the top people in her cabinet, the top few people, not even 10 people, to have master's degrees. And I said a bunch of other things, did a whole thing, and all everybody is calling about talking about a degree. Fahim made a point. Fahim says, you would not go to a doctor or a dentist without a degree. But you want somebody to run the city without one. How is that even a thing, right? What else did you say for him? Let's go in here and have the conversation. I put it out there <laughs> just because, like, I have friends and family members, you know, that that, that have the situation. It's a defense mm-hmm. mechanism. It, it, that's, that's pretty much what it is. It's a defense mechanism for people that do not have degrees. Because when when you don't have a degree and you you go for something and they tell you that sorry you're required to have a degree it's, you you feel like you're being told you're not good enough and yes. you know and and that and that that triggers a you know insecurity a defense mechanism feel like you have to prove yourself like oh just cuz i have a degree doesn't mean i'm not smart and i think that's a misconception a, a degree doesn't a degree doesn't doesn't state your intelligence level per se like right. just cuz you don't have a degree doesn't mean you're not smart absolutely All, a degree is just signifying that the, that an individual specialized in something cuz yes there's somebody or that has the ability to successfully complete right uh, right you took an extra step to to get a deeper yeah. a deeper knowledge of whatever mm-hmm. you know field it is you know there's somebody that can come in here mm-hmm. and probably like do radio like mm-hmm. they just learn uh mm-hmm. organically how to do radio now I went mm-hmm. to school. I went to school for mass communications and broadcasting, yes. and I get mm-hmm. a lot of compliments from the calls. I appreciate that. I thank you all so much. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of compliments from people saying that they think I do a good job. I sound good, everything like that. It's mm-hmm. because I went and I got a deeper knowledge of the industry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that so I I I think that's 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 all that's all it is. Um, because you know I also made the point like the the same callers, a lot of the same callers that call in <laughs> that, that called in and said that the degrees don't matter it's it's worthless it don't it don't mean anything mm-hmm. and, that, and, and, of, and equate and equate the degree to whiteness right what yeah i mean that, i mean that that's that's a deeper conversation because that goes back to you know black black people who who speak properly are are quote unquote talking white and then you know that's that's a deeper conversation that seems like anything that's positive is considered white but um, love ourselves right. more. <laughs> we, love, we love ourselves yeah, more. Because all this matter because when when you love yourself deeply, you don't even have to explain if you have a degree or don't have a degree because you are so- Shandala my glory. There you go. There you go. So when hen dogs holler and when people want to holler and do all that about degrees and they not important and all sorts of stuff, you feel away because you don't have one. Now I, I have multiples don't even talk about it because it's not doesn't even matter what i do know is that mid six-figure job that i had i would only have it with the paper that i had 
period. End of story, no matter what. So for me, for me, my degree put me in a different financial stratosphere that I would not have been able to have individually on my own. Also, when we're thinking about the pandemic and how many people, how social media and all those things and online um, got people really um, good access and exposure, now that we no longer have a pandemic, do they have they have the skills to keep their business going to the same amount? No, a lot of times because they don't understand how to do it. And a lot of times it's because to Fahim's point, they haven't done that deeper dive into what it takes to do strategy, business development, marketing, sales, all those things. So, you know, my husband doesn't have a degree. So I do not say a degree will make you or not make you successful, but in certain fields, in certain ways, in certain things, it absolutely does. There's some jobs you can't even apply for if you don't have a degree. To, to the to the point of some of the people that have been calling in, though, there are some folks who are absolutely disgusting with their degrees. Oh, my God, I am a doctor. So and so you can't call me anything other than I have a PhD. Agreed. I have three, three masters and it is obnoxious. Some people are just absolutely obnoxious with it. And so, and so what? That's the, that's person, the personality. That's the personality, that's not the degree. They yes. would have been that same right. person without the degree. Right. A right. Jerk is a Absolutely. Jerk. <laughs> a jerk. Shut up, you better come on with it, Fahim. And so what I have noticed is on my social media page, I don't put on there anything about a degree. I just go writer, mother, blah, 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 blah. And I let my uh, knowledge from school and from life work in my uh, favor versus throwing it at people. I never once talk about it. Right. I'll tell you all my husband has five degrees. He's simple as hell. <laughs> you know, we have these conversations. It's, it's really not. So the paper matters, right? If you want to be an engineer, you have to have a degree. It's just, you're just not going to be able to get yeah. to, to, to there without it, right? Um, to go to school for mass communications, I'm right there with you, uh, Fahim, and English, right? Those are my two things. But we, we have to hear, somebody say, hit dog holler. Who wrote that? I said it. Hit <laughs> So uh, Tracy wrote, your education is knowledge. Degrees are important. Those that boast about their knowledge should be watched to see how they fulfill their jobs. Those without degrees need to know how to understand the grassroots. No one starts at the top. It takes steps of knowledge. Come Whether on. Whether you have a degree or you don't. Or not. Absolutely. And that's what Maurice from Northwest was saying. You have the degree, but you still have to know about government. You still have to know about constitutional law. You still have to know. You have to learn. Right. And, you, and usually um, when you're in school, you are exposed to very different things. I think that the city will benefit from diverse thinking. Mm -hmm. I really do think the city could benefit from diverse thinking. So whether it's you meet people from other places, other countries, whether you take on projects that take you outside of the city, whether you take on projects that take you outside of the state, outside yes. of the country. Like all those things are really, really good. We can benefit from that. I will tell you, I, I, you know, being from California and from Silicon Valley and coming to Pennsylvania and Philadelphia specifically, there's a lot of differences between why technology took off on the East West Coast. People are inviting, they are engaging, they bring you in. People come from all over and they land at Stanford and Berkeley and all those think tanks of schools and areas and locations, and they're open and they thrive. My experience here is very different. A lot of people from here don't let people from outside of here integrate, things yeah. like that. Like, we all benefit from diversity, and it's not just about race, gender, sexual preferences. Diversity is 
out where you come, diverse thoughts, diverse thinking, all those things. So please, I love that she wants that because it's not just about the paper. It's about experiences. It's about exposure and things like that. And I just welcome that. I believe that the city, the city can thrive. Mm-hmm. Well, and so we began. <laughs> I didn't even introduce Sheree. This is the Love Is segment, honey, with Sheree Syfax and Fahim Gori. We go in, right? Because there's so many things that we can talk about in our communities. Um, <laughs> my husband said, how dare you talk about your quote unquote simple husband? <laughs> I know. I'm telling Mr. Wonderful. He's cranking up laughing. Cause I tell him all the time, Jesus, sir, how many degrees do you have? Why? I'm having this conversation with you as a mother, lover, and agent for change with a passion for showcasing the magic of black women and the beauty of black love. Sheree Syfax seeks to demystify the stereotype that black women can have it all and do it with style, class, and grace. This segment has become one of the top rated ones <laughs> on radio because we just talk about every single thing. Good morning to all of, uh, to all of you here on Facebook. Um, Good morning. Uh, Emily. Yeah, they're talking about it, y'all. Having a, gre- a degree is much more than education. Life skills are intensified when you study and live among people. That's Marguerite Boyd face on. Lorraine Henry said, oh, we cannot see. continue to do what we have been doing. If we want different results, we need change. Amen. Laverne says, I agree with the verse thinking we definitely need that. It's absolutely. <laughs> Tracy Syfax <laughs> says, that's my wife going in dot com. <laughs> I love this. And again, diversified thought and thinking. You and I are very much alike, but we have different thought patterns in different ways, right? Um, And so so it it makes a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. And then we pull the frame. And Tracy and Mr. are very similar. Mr. Multiple degrees, Tracy's none. And they're very similar people. Their disposition and how they cover us and navigate and navigate quietly but can be powerful forces without a lot of fanfare. So yeah. and and Tracy was the one who noticed. He said, Mr. Sanders ain't no joke. He's managing Andrea like that quietly just <laughs> I, I, my husband only has to look at me. I don't have to go I don't have to go into nothing here. I'll be like, okay, babe. <laughs> I, I, you know, he'll, and all he'll say is Andrea he quietly just lets me be and he understands who I am but he also knows that he is the head of this house and I'm not pushing it right I'm not like yesterday he puts a dollar tree he gets a little tree from the dollar store and he puts it right in front of me my husband knew without saying anything to me that I needed to find a way to find some joy and I looked at that dollar tree dollar dollar <laughs> that little skinny thing and all of a sudden I went and got some bulbs and I got some tinsel. And when he came home, that tree was sitting there and he re- and I got into the mood. Right. He understood his wife with just spending one dollar to get me to a place. So y'all don't don't. And, 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 and people will look at us and go, he's so much shorter than you. He looks so different from you. How are you? Diversified thought. Our hearts mattered met and matched and that's all that matters right and so the lesson here for all of you is stop looking for i keep telling i know some six foot five quote unquote finest wine and they're horrific people right yeah. because they all it's all it's like having a degree with no substance they look good outside and just as rotten to the core on the inside and women and I- fall for it all the time and that degree piece i know a ton of people with degrees that are not good people 
um, because they let they don't have a lot of self worthiness, and so they that degree becomes this thing that validates them. So you know, at the end of the day, as far as dealing with people, I don't care if you have a degree or don't. But as far as running my city. I would like I'm for you to have some experiences, some exposure, some technical skills, some diversity of know thought. the law, know the constitution, know the law, know the constitution, <laughs> understand yep. business, understand business mm-hmm. development, understand finances. Like I would like, I would like for that. Me personally, you know why? Because not only as an individual, but as a business owner, as a landlord, the amount of money you pay just to run. Exist in Philadelphia is I can't even tell you. Yeah, but our streets not being clean, and Come you know on. any level of crime and, and all on. the things because we are in a neighborhood, right? We're not in the center city. We are in a neighborhood. I want my dollars. I want someone to come in and see how these dollars are being used so that they're used impactfully and they're used efficiently and they're used effectively. And I want people to understand what it takes to do business and commerce in this city. So, you know, I'm not sitting back just as someone who's not really participant in the economic development of this city. So from where I sit, yeah, I want people to be as much of an expert as they can be. Yeah. Um, to see so that the city can can thrive more. Yeah. And and after watching Anthony Phillips came into the neighborhood, I went to one of those neighborhood meetings and watching someone from the streets department, the people are saying, well, this is wrong. And that, that white man, yes, I said it, stood up in front of all those neighbors and said, well, I can't answer that. And you're going to have to figure it out. And what? We don't, we, you don't get a job and then you don't do your job. And that's why our city is in the place that it is in. So I agree with Sherelle Parker and this new administration. Y'all, if you want to keep your jobs and you got to do your job, cleaner, greener, meaner streets of Philadelphia means something, right? Uh, uh, Marguerite says, Mr. is the force behind the Andrea Lawful Sanders brand. Don't get it twisted. Tell the people. Okay. Marvin Hamlet said, if a cottage degree does expand your horizon, then why do the forces fight so hard to deprive to deprive us of one? Thank you. Thank you. Why is was it illegal for us to learn how to read? Why is us being educated problematic? It's problematic because knowledge is powerful. It gives Absolutely. you so much power. Yeah, you know, you can you, you won't be, if you know math and you know how to read as a sharecropper, you'll know how much money they owe you. If you know how to read, you'll know if your property is yours. Absolutely. Like, with it, education is powerful. That's a, and uh, don't get me started. <laughs> educated people. My grandparents were, my great grandparents were enslaved. My grandparents were first non-enslaved and they both all are educated. And, and that is the one thing they've always just asked us education, your mind, they cannot take your mind. Absolutely. And it's something we talk about. My mother would always say they can't take what the, what the, what's in your mind. They cannot take it away. So continue to feed your mind. And so for those of you who are educated uh, in life or educated through schooling, you have to continue to learn. It is not enough just to get those degrees on paper. I have mad respect for people who don't have degrees, but have managed to navigate through life to become successful and powerful in ways that people who sat on their pieces of paper were not able to do. So I'm I'm literally, you know, I'm looking at both sides of this thing, right? Um, It is really about experiential learning. Um, You can expand your horizons and know what you need to do and go into classrooms. But when you come out of those classrooms, when you're in 
government office. So many people go to school, come out to work and don't know how to work with diverse group of people. I don't understand it. I can't come into work today. I, you know, I'm just, my work-life balance is off and I need to stay home. Black Jesus, right? I, I can't, you know, so we have to really navigate. And I also have to add that 2020, the, the, the COVID, where we all had to be at home, messed up a lot of people. We're still recovering from that, right? Um, how to navigate through all of that. So, yeah, listen, uh, Ms. Parker's uh, having, we're having, and I don't even know if this is true or not, but I am told that that is what she expects, that people at the very top level of her cabinet, you know, should have masters. And I'm not mad at her for it. I Me really am not. The experiential learning is truly something that is absolutely necessary and needed in our city. And based on the things that I have seen so far, I, I, I see people... I, I would love to see everybody in city council speak, enunciate their words while they're dealing with the public. You talking like you got rocks in your mouth and you got a college degree. Talk to me. I, I just need to understand. You have Sorry. to know your audience and navigate around all of that. And you don't need to have a college degree for that. So those things matter. I am no mobile. It's out here. Listen. <laughs> I'm about to catch it again. I'm always just throwing the stuff out there for people. Uh, Viola Richburg says, speak it, mother. <laughs> it's, too, it's too funny. But Tracy is on. My husband is listening. And I know. And for him, we're getting ready to come in. So when we come back from the break, two things we're going to talk about. Because we started this last week and we couldn't get into it. <laughs> you know that you are gay. <clears throat> you don't want to tell you that this is a, again, white people close your ears because, you know, white black families, we have a situation where we're like, hmm. You know, my mama ain't for it. You know, my mama goes to church. She don't want us to talk about being gay is a sin. It's a bit an abomination unto God, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The black church don't have. And so I'm just going to hold on to my being gay and go marry somebody, a man or a woman. Problem is I'm in my marriage. <clears throat> Those feelings have not left me. And so now I'm dipping out of my marriage and having uh, a relationship with uh, a, my gay partner, you know, someone of the same sex. How do we navigate through that? Because sometimes we see people like I've met couples and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's gay and he's gay. And they're like, but we've been married. And are we living in denial? Is it a decision that we make that we say, I know you're gay. Maybe I'm gay, too. Let's just go ahead and get married and make it work. Or is it that the, 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 the spouse just doesn't know? Fahim and Cherie, I'm going to let you all go in when we come back. You are listening to the source on WURD Progressive Black Talk Media on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, honey. We will be right back to answer that most pressing question right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. So before we went to break, I posed a searing question for Sheree Syfax and Fahim Ghori around the fact that you may know that you are LGBTQ on some level, bisexual, gay, uh, but because of 
of what's going on in your household, parents against it, the black church, you know, uh, the way we think uh, we decided to cover that up and marry someone of the opposite sex. Uh, slight problem. We are still having those same feelings and we end up having a relationship affairs with someone who is, you know, that we like, that we truly like. And then it becomes a big issue. Um is it that we, the spouses don't know this is happening? Cause I do believe there's sometimes the spouse doesn't know. Uh, but you, but, but how do you not know? So it's interesting because for the two examples that you gave last week of Star Jones and Terry McMillan, um, and uh, Tracy, I would be remiss to not say that Star Jones is from Trent, New Jersey. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm back to love yourself, the healing and all those things, because they were a little bit older at the time that they got married and they desperately wanted to be married. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if in that either they knew and didn't care, overlooked, kind of was blind to it, because I think the, the general public think there was a general consensus from the public that that we thought that their husbands possibly um, were not completely were not heterosexual, mm-hmm. um, and or they may have known, and that was going to be their relationship, and they were going to have the kind of marriage that on the outside it looked a certain way, and maybe you know privately they could have been doing other things, but but I do for those that are like, oh, I didn't even know, I was so shocked. I wonder, you know, how how blind are we sometimes to some of the behaviors on every level, not just if someone is um, yeah, right. mm-hmm. LGBTQ, but, you know, addiction, um, just all types of things. How often are we not cued in to these behaviors that can be mm-hmm. detrimental or, um, you know, what have you? Yes, the, 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 and I talk about it in second act about how religion in our communities has a stronghold on mm. families and people. And a lot of times going outside and navigating outside of that can be challenging. People, you know, can be um, excommunicated, disfellowshipped, all the things that, you know, kind of banish you from church. And so it kind of banishes you from this community that you feel is somewhat your support system and then it's gone. I do think that there are somewhat progressive churches that are becoming more um, inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, you know, I think people are starting to be able to be who they are because people are are meeting people where they're at. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just so interesting that the church has taken such a stance on the LGBTQ community because there's so many churches about the church choir, the church director, (laughs) like there's just always the pastor, (laughs) you know. They had take that pulpit and hide right it's behind a, it's it. Stereotype. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. I don't want to be disrespectful. But we've all known and grown up with people who you like. They're in the church, but we know that they're gay, and, and that is okay. Mm-hmm. So how do we create these environments of? Because very similar to the topic when we were talking about the black girls and them losing their son because of domestic violence and men not being able to admit and share that they're in these abusive relationships because of stigmas. How do we start working on, again, back to that self-love. We love ourselves and our community so much that we are okay in allowing people to express and be who they are and not feeling 
that we need to judge them for it or not feeling that we need to in any way, shape or form um, make them feel that they can't be who they are. Because people are committing suicide. People are living double lives. And for me, when you talk about God and how forgiving he is, that to me is not um, reflective of who the compassion and the mercy that God shows to us. And imagine having to struggle and live the double life all the time to (laughs) pretend we don't like it. So I I can't even imagine the pretense that has to to happen. Um, And I I see it all around me, all around. I can look at a couple and go, oh, he's LGBTQ. Oh, she's LGBTQ. How we, but we we pretend, Ace Mm -hmm. Police says visibility is important. When LGBTQ people see individuals who look like them, it helps to eliminate the shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say more, Asa. Call in for me, please, and let us know what you mean by that. Fahim, go ahead, honey. Add your two cents to this. Oh uh, no, I was just um, I was agreeing with uh, for uh, what Sheree. When it comes to the spouses of the individuals, I do think it's similar to uh, what we see when it comes to uh, things of abuse, and you know, often people will be like, "Well, you know, how did you not?" realize this he showed all these signs how did you not know he was abusive and, and i think it's just the same thing when you love somebody you know you will overlook certain things or, or make excuses for certain things so yes a, a lot of the the women who are, are men who claim to be shocked when they find out that their their partner might be uh lgbtq um i'm sure that there are some who were genuinely shocked had zero idea but i'm sure a lot of them they saw things and just you know, turn, yeah, look the other way or made an excuse for it because they love the person. And that's what you do when you love somebody. Or we're in love with the idea. Right. Of being uh, with someone. Being with someone. Because being single can also be something that some people can be shamed by or there's attached to that. So being in love with the idea. That's very true. And and I also agree with the uh from the religious standpoint, you know, I'm from the South. I grew up in Texas and I got family all around. I went to school in Tennessee. I lived in in, uh, in Atlanta for a minute. And the black church in the South had a chokehold on our community. Like it, like, it is like law down there. That Bible, you know, they call it the Bible Belt for a reason. So, so you know, especially, you know, like years back, I feel, I feel we are at a time now where I think that trend of you know, people being undercover, things like that is is starting to fade away because we're in a time and place in society where it's, it's very much more accepted. And so people yeah. probably don't have that that same fear as they did, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Oh, the but, fear is still there. I mean, oh, no, 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 it's, it's definitely yeah. still there. I just mean to the yeah. extent that it might have been in the 90s. I, I agree that to the, it's, it's relaxed Right, a bit. right, right. But it's there right mm-hmm. right like you know you, you go back to you know the, the 90s you know even early 2000s right. people were mm-hmm. definitely like fully hiding the fact because yes. it, it just hadn't been accepted like that yet you know yeah. people I mean, were, when you I, know outcast from their families and stuff when i moved east so i've been here almost 10 years now um you know in california anything goes <laughs> you know um we're very liberal very progressive very blue in that way um so when i came here and I listened to talk radio and, you know, I had the mid-Atlantic area and the Northeast at that time and be listening to radio in West Virginia, Virginia, when Bruce um, Jenner was getting ready to transition to Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, the conversation. I, I was mortified because we are so um, gay centric, gay positive. I mean, we started the gay pride, you know, I mean, like 
that just there's no stigma attached to that for me because of the environment that I grew up in growing up you know in the San Francisco Bay Area so and that again was what eight to ten years ago so at that time if you're talking you know again Bible Belt and I think black and white I mean the south the Bible the church is, has a stronghold on everyone yes but you know it, obviously we're, we're black people in our black communities but the I was shocked at people's um, you know, talk radio in, in, in San Francisco would be like, you know, we love that he is being who he is and we love mm-hmm. that he's, you know, has his identity. And West and Virginia is like, oh, hell to the no. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with Bruce? <laughs> I can't believe that he... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder though if people are having those honest conversations because when I first started dating my husband, I was like, uh, I asked all the questions. You know, do you have any predilection for being gay? Do you know? Do you? Uh, these? Uh, I asked all the questions. I remember Denise laughing, going, "You crazy as hell!" But why don't we? If we are going to ask the questions about college degrees and how much money you have in the bank, why don't we ask about sexual preferences? Why don't we ask about those things? Yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, you know, my husband was incarcerated, incarcerated. So I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you have to ask the question. And to, and to my husband's everlasting credit, he just looked at me and we had a very good, he didn't get, oh my God, I can't believe it. This is when you know he's a man's man, right? Because yeah, it wasn't a whole bunch of blustering or we just agreed. talked. And yeah. so we have to be able to have those conversations because if that's the way it, it is, then you then have to make the conscious decision about whether I'm going to stay in this Right. Or I'm going to go and exit stage left. But we don't have the conversations. We make assumptions. Even when the handwriting is on the wall and sitting in front of us, we act like we don't know that we don't know that we don't know. Well, people act like if you don't have the conversation, it doesn't exist. Black Jesus. So the fact that you're not having a conversation don't mean it doesn't exist. It just means that you're not you don't have enough courage or enough whatever to address it. And so that's you're absolutely right. I mean, having all the conversations is so important. Yeah. Um, Fahim, I asked uh, Asa to call in to talk to me, uh, to talk to us about this piece of it. Um, so if he calls in, answer the phone, please. And if anybody else want to call in and talk about it too, because you know, in this, this segment, we can get to talk. I wish more of my guests would allow callers to call in and talk to them and to ask questions. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sheree never had an issue with it. So we thought, you know, we just have people call in and talk. Um, keep in mind that it's 635. So if you want to call in, now's the time to do it, honey, because when we get off, we get off. So the next thought, thought think I know of like we had a conversation too. I'm like, let me know if you have. Yes. Let me know if you have some fetishes. Let me know what yes. the thing is. You know, because <laughs> hey, I just need to know. Yes. And how have you protected yourself? You know, my husband likes women. Like, yeah, I mean, I need to yeah. know. <laughs> right. You do have to ask the question. And Marguerite said, I asked all of those questions to my husband, too, and wanted to see his HIV and STD test, too. Yes. Come mm-hmm. on with it. Because it was. Yeah, my husband. Listen, you got to practice. You, you, we, we cannot be so anxious to be in these conversations and, and relationships without asking the questions. Asa is on the line. Asa, morning, hey. honey. Good morning. Good morning, sis. I promise you this ain't going to be an everyday thing. You know, I like to sit back and listen and say hello to your wonderful guest. I love the segment when you guys have. I really do. Good morning. Um, Thank but, you. Uh, I just say this um, as a person who is a member of the LGBTQ community who have mm-hmm. dated women, who have, um, you know, been in relationships. Um, I will say this, that conversation is key. 
any relationship that I've ever been in, conversations had to be had. We had to have conversations and it's healthy to have conversations because sometimes we can get it. We can get a, we can fall in love with the concept of being in love. Sometimes you have to be able to, uh, you know, to dissect what is actually love and what is actually lust. Just because mm-hmm. of someone with dreads or someone with a, a beautiful woman with a, a shape and oh, yeah, I always wanted a light skinned girl, always wanted a dark skinned girl, always wanted mm-hmm. the guy with, you know, with the money. You know, mm-hmm. that's, those are attributes that are, that doesn't contribute to love or even mm-hmm. um, solidify what love is to you. Do not be afraid to have a conversation. I, um, I believe I heard in, in, in conversation, um, you know, with your guests coming out of incarceration, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. having those conversations for male and female when you come mm-hmm. in. Don't be afraid that it does not. And, and, and I would say this to you ladies, a true man, a real man, mm-hmm. a secure man will never be angry for a woman that he is in love with asking honest, true questions and having dialogue. Um, oh. Asking someone if you had whatever in or were you participating in um, prison mm-hmm. because it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that everyone who comes out of prison has engaged, but it does mm-hmm. happen. And mm-hmm. anyone who is, if you're able to do the time, 20, 10 years, five years, coming mm-hmm. out intact with your mind intact, then mm-hmm. having a woman ask you a question to not set you off. Mm-hmm. It only sets you off if it's a trigger for you if you right. had yes. engaged. Agreed. And I'm asking, I'm telling you, because I have m- most of my um, friends very in my small circle are women. Um, my brothers, I have my brothers, I love my brothers, but my women are there um, from the beginning. They ride or die. And I was raised by black women. Mm-hmm. Have, I have black sisters, I have black nieces, I have black cousins. Um, there's a whole difference now in terms of sexuality with young people. Um, labels are not even used at this point. But mm-hmm. just because the labels are not used doesn't mean that the conversation has to be deaded. Have Agreed. conversations and listen to yourself. Listen to that first mind. Listen to your the Holy Spirit, as I call it. If it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, if the conversation mm-hmm. feels weird, if the signs are there, because God always gives you signs. People say, oh, I didn't see the signs. You saw the signs. You ignored the signs. You chose to ignore the signs. I'm saying women and men have the responsibility to take care of yourself first. And having conversations about people's sexual history, asking to see paperwork does not mean you don't care for them, does not mean you don't love them, does not mean you're accusing them. It means you have questions that need to be answered and Answer. should be answered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Asa. Always exactly. a pleasure, my brother. Love you. Well, you can't go back to listening now. You done dropped all yeah, the no, jams. I to work, so I got to go. I all love you. Right. I love you, my brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listen, y'all. <laughs> Listen. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and it's and it's and it's what we're teaching you all. It's it's a personal sexual preference is a personal thing. But if you're getting into a relationship with someone, then it becomes personal to you. So you have to ask those questions as you are deciding that this is what you want to do. Um and if someone has a sexual preference that is different, that doesn't mean you can't love them. Exactly. If you, if you choose to still love your partner, your partner has a different sexual preference, that is your choice. And stand in your own truth because you may still love them 
to who, who they are at their core. I have seen it happen time and time and time and time again. And you go, how does it work? But they love each other. So moving right along. You are listening, <clears throat> Lord have mercy, to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Thought Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with the final segment of The Source today with Sharice Syfax and Fahim Gori right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source today, Lord, and this hot, <laughs> love is segment <laughs> with Sharice Syfax and Fahim Gori. Fahim, what do you need to get to talk about? It, huh? The comments are hot. The comments too, are actually. hot, yeah. Because we're, we are having, we need to. I was saying behind at the break that we need to create a space where we can normalize these conversations in our communities because we hide behind closed doors and then we're devastated. I cannot tell you how many devastated women I know who are like, I was married for 16 years and my husband uh, then came out and told me that he was gay. Or I stole my husband from my cousin or my best friend only for him to tell me 20 years later that he's gay. Like, what? And we have children together. So we have to normalize having these conversations. Uh, Fahim, tell us what you said about how women can do this, but it's more difficult for men. Yeah. So, you know, we, there, there's there's two different types of people. So you have the people who 100 percent know what they are, what they like, like no question mm -hmm. about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm a straight male. I, I love women. I've always loved women from day one. Never a question. Like, so you have those folks that weren't who are in that lane. And do you have people who, who are, are more curious? And they're mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm not sure. I thought about it, but you know, I I don't know if that's what I like completely. You know, so it's it's, it's a curiosity. And mm -hmm. and I was saying the difference with men and women is women who have who have that that thought process that thought process of I kind of like girls, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Women have that freedom in society to try it out and not be judged for it. I mean, how how many women have said, you know, yeah, one time in college, me and my mm -hmm. best friend, whatever. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of women have mm -hmm. that story. Men don't men who are curious don't have that freedom, because if a man ever came out to, you know, a girl he's dating and said, yeah, I was I was kind of thinking about, it, you know, when I was younger. Or so, I had a relationship yeah, with another or I had man a whole at relationship, some point. Right. Yes. Like from that point on, like that woman doesn't want to hear anything else. Yep. From that point on, he's mm -hmm. gay. That's that's it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a lot of men have gone the majority of their life fighting that curiosity. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they just bubbles over when they're in a marriage like i can't i've been wanting to see what a guy is like for 30 years i can't fight anything yeah. you know what i'm saying and and that's right. kind of what happens because they don't get the opportunity to well i mean yeah. they have the opportunity but it's with judgment if they wanted to right. try it at an, right. another point in life right, right. Mm -hmm. right. and and then sheree what did you want to add to that and, and we were just talking because Men have a harder time having that conversation because some, we because of that stigma and that judgment so as women when we are wanting these healthy relationships, we have to be a soft place for men to land. So that to when Andre, Andre is having that conversation with Mister, and I'm having that conversation with Tracy, there's a feeling of trust. Yes, and there's a feeling that I won't be, you know, judged. Actually, yep. He is not going to go off the deep end and call me all kinds of, you know, bad names and things like that because I am being honest. So we have to create that space for men to be honest with us so that you can then make decisions on factual information um, instead of 
any facades of or or any need to kind of overlook or dismiss things that you have questions about. Because usually if you have a question, there's some reason why you have the question. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So it's 640. Lord. <laughs> Cherie, I know you guys are busy. Are, are either you or Tracy coming to the Word Empowerment event at Enon on um, Saturday? We are out of town this weekend, okay. unfortunately. Okay. So we will miss you guys. Well, oh, I hate that though. But because um, last we were there last year, but we'll miss yes. it. Yes. And it's at Enon and it's indoors and it's, you know, big old gargantuan space. And, uh, you know, they love to meet you guys. So I was thinking maybe that you guys would be around. It's okay though. Next time. I'm yeah, I was okay. hoping today, but I'm so excited oh, just through the show because I mentioned that we wanted to give gift cards to students that were on the honor roll and have perfect attendance. We had someone reach out to us, us for Palo Elementary, so I'm going to their program today at 2 o'clock to give yeah. 19 students gift cards from Booker's um, to um, celebrate their academic achievement and success because a lot of children in our community are shamed if they're smart. Yes. Yes. That's so awesome. We are going to celebrate them. So thank you for, you know, listeners getting in touch with people. Cause we, we have been sending emails and knocking on doors. And trying yes. to get to but, but this show, right? See, the show opens up the space um, for us to have the kinds of conversations, which is why we use the microphone so um, responsibly here. And I find that on this particular show, for some reason, I am I'm always touching on the hot subjects that everybody else is throwing. I'm not touching that. I'm not. Now bring them over here. Mumble will have a discussion. Yes, <laughs> we, will talk, we will talk about it. Let, let people know where they can find you. 521 Baltimore Avenue. Let them 521 Baltimore Avenue at Booker's Restaurant and Bar. You can also follow us at Booker's West Philly um, or at Just Facts. You can go to our website at www.justthefacts. That's P H A X dot com. Um, you know, today is Word Thursday. So if you come in and you say you listen to Andrea Fahim and me on the radio, you will get a 15% discount. So, yeah, all the things, all the things. And, you know, we have to keep our economic dollars in yeah. our communities. Please, yes. please, 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 please. And, and if there is ever any issues with places that you go in your community, always reach out to the owners. Yeah. Always. Because anytime you say something derogatory or inflammatory, that impacts their businesses. Yeah. But those businesses are keeping neighborhoods and people that look like us employed. I, 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 I find that um, we are, we, we have such high expectations of our businesses that realizing that we don't have the same amount of resources of people who have had general generational wealth to do what needs to be done. So I agree with, I agree with Shabi. If you, if you, if you go into a space and you go to eat and something is off, um, you know, don't ball it out in the restaurant and tell everybody and, you know, call the way over gently and say, I would just like to point this out to you. They will rectify it. Not a problem. And then don't go on social media and make a big deal about it. We have to, uh, the guy from Eatable Delights was, uh, uh, we, were, we were talking to him the other day and he said the same thing. Please give us some grace. We're doing the best that we can to do what we can to stay in our communities and to create generational wealth within. And the fact that you and Tracy continue to give back in great ways is something that we truly, truly appreciate. Um, I know 
uh, WYD is probably going to have their end of year event. I'm hoping that we come back to Booker's to your space. Um, yeah. Uh, you sure. know, working uh, yeah, you're working on it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, you know, we just we always want to keep what is going on in our communities and tell your staff, especially your hostess. I come in. She knows me. <laughs> My girl's like, all right, what you, what do you need, Miss Andre? And she, and it's not just the way she treats me. It's the way she treats everybody that comes in yeah. because I watch her, right? And she is working hard and they're all working hard. So give them a little grace and space. They hire people that would probably not been able to get jobs in other places. Right. And so they're learning as they go along. So if something happens, go in quietly. The lady that called me the other day and was like, you know, something happened and I just, you know, I don't want to make a big sting. Thank you. Thank yes, you. That's how- yes. uh, and the, the issue, you know, so and I don't have a problem. The issue was on a Sunday, we're busy. We can't do takeout. And we have to guide our staff a little bit better because what they'll try to do is they'll put you on hold to see if the kitchen will do something. Right. But then you get overwhelmed and you never get you on hold. And that can be a frustrating experience for the guest, for the customer calling in. So Sundays, when people get out of church, Booker's yeah. does not do takeout. Don't call. Like <laughs> uh, she, uh, Dolores wants to know what day is senior day at Booker's. Monday through Wednesday at brunch. At brunch. Okay. Okay. So Monday through Wednesday. And if you go in on Thursdays and said you listen to the Love is segment on my show, you'll get 15% off. That's all day on Thursday. All Praise day. Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. We got to get off the air. I love you. Love you, my sister. My brother Tracy, love to you, my brother. Love and peace to you. You're the first person that, Tracy was the first person that actually saw my husband for who he was to me. Everybody else just looked at him and says, oh, he's shorter than her. Tracy saw the power, the quiet power that my husband carried walking with me. I appreciate you for that, my brother. All right, y'all. Coming up next is Wake Up With Word. With You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96 96- Point one FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.